Okay, welcome back everybody to episode 33, Beyond the Bleachers. We are back. Thank you, thank you. I know it's been uh, widely anticipated and uh, we, we, we uh, appreciate your, your, uh, your hungry ears. I myself am Tendo Balsa and I'm joined with the illustrious, the unthinkable, the impeccable, this man burrowed through the Himalayas built a tunnel just so he can get to Denny's at 2 a.m. in the morning. He's the first person to invent the perpendicular anything. This guy actually was the first person to tell Galileo that, hey, I'm not too sure about this earth in the middle thing. I think we're talking about sons, bro. Sons. I'm, I'm talking about the unmistakable Moses Waldo Moses. How are you doing, man? Doing well. Uh, yes. You know, it, I'll, I'll tell you, finding a Denny's at 2 a.m. in the Himalayas is tough. <laughs> it's tough. It's not as easy as you think. No. <laughs> I I, listen. And there's like I, a Denny's all everywhere. Credit, all credit due. Exactly. There's a Denny's everywhere. And this man, if he needs, if he wants pancakes at 1 a.m., he's going to do it. That's, 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 that's my cause right there. And Moses, how are you doing, man? Doing well. Ready for another week. Let's do this. Yes, of course. Of course. And we getting... We had a lot of sports topics to talk on. Um, mainly a lot of things happening in the NBA, of course. Like we had the, uh, the NBA All-Star listings go up. And uh, we had a lot of snubs, a lot of controversy. That's something that you get to see every season. So it's nothing new uh, or unfamiliar to us. But of course, this one's got significant in terms of storylines. One of them, which being uh, Moses and I had talked about this previously, was the, the Phoenix Suns, and uh, they're now having, I guess, two All-Stars or two perennial All-Stars now featured with Devin Booker, and I don't know if Chris, Chris Paul, did he make it this season? I'm pretty sh- Actually, I think he Chris did. Chris Paul did. He did. Yeah, he did. Of course. What's, what's wrong with me? Of course Chris Paul did. But that's two All-Stars now on the Phoenix Suns uh, at a time where there were none at one moment. So Moses, Devin Booker... By a uh, by, the skin of his teeth actually um, makes it in. But what does that? What, what do you think on that? Any thoughts? I don't mind it. Uh, you know, you look at what he's done over the last few years. I think he's probably one of the most underrated players in the game right now. Uh, I think he's he's on that list, second to I say Dame Lillard. Yeah, in terms yeah, of yeah. guys who've just been really underrated, and actually, it's funny that I say that because also LeBron James said the exact same thing. The guys who get the most disrespected in the league are both Devin Booker as well as uh, Damian Lillard. So, oh yeah, uh, I, I agree with uh, the big man as well. I I I, I have no problem with it. Uh, when you look at the the reserve list and you look at the the starters um, going into this, there's there's a few holes we could talk about. <laughs> Uh, in this sense, but I personally uh, like to see, like some of the names that are actually brought in. Uh, there might yeah. be one to switch out, but Julius Randle making the All Star game was huge. Um, That's you know, he's massive. had a fantastic season yeah. in New York, and it was really cool because there's a special video that uh, his mom uh, they actually played during the game. Uh, she announced that he was going to make the All Star game, and yeah. how much she's proud of him and everything else. And the the story goes is like he's looking up at the he hears his mom's voice is looking up at the at the jumbotron, the screen right there, wow. and, the and you know he's just got this big smile on his face, just stood there, you know, solidly on his tracks, didn't move, yeah. just you know, smiling to see his mom up there. So it was really neat, uh, really great for him. 
I uh, still feel that there is a couple players that you want to throw in there. One in particular that I felt got the snub when it came to the reserves, but outside of that, you know, you look at the the starters, you can't really complain, you know, Giannis, no. Bradley Beals had an amazing yeah. season. Uh, you know, everything's hitting different when you win five games in a row. Yeah. Stephen Curry, uh, Luka Doncic, uh, you know, KD, of course, is a captain, uh, Embiid, Irving. It shows that, that Joker. A, yeah. It shows that there's a lot of, there's also a lot of, um, you know, the, 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 the timing, getting your form right just at the right moment, like the uptick. Because uh, I think a few, of the, I mean, especially Bradley Beal, exactly what you were saying, like, I, you know, start of the season, I don't know if <laughs> Bradley Beal was even going to be a front runner. And that's not to say that he wasn't good, but just to say that were, was he transformative enough in order to help the team be successful? And I mean, for as big of a player as he has been at first, that was not the case, right? It's only just now that they've started to get a find a bit more form. And I think that's really helped much. I kind of think it's kind of crazy that Russell Westbrook hasn't made a start. Um, you know, I, despite the fact that he's injured and stuff, I know that he's recovering from that. But I think that was kind of one of the guys I would like to see in an all-star game just because of how big and athletic he is when he when he's on the court and he puts it down and you know he's a fun to watch guy you know but a lot of really good guys have made it as well i think uh zach levine this was his also his first time as well zach levine yeah it's not now yeah, just actually play in the game not just be a participant in the dunk comp. exactly exactly <laughs> which by the way you know zach i think we all know that if if that's anything to talk about uh, you know, I, you were good, but I, I think Aaron Gordon deserves a little more credit. No, I, okay. I was totally fine with anyone. Yeah? Huh? Yeah? <laughs> I've been totally fine with Zach winning. I thought Zach was a better dunker. You thought Zach was the better dunker? Yeah. You're telling me that I, he... Now, jumped... Aaron Gordon was snubbed last year, was it? Or the year before? Yeah, last the year, year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The year before, was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, he was snubbed then. Mm-hmm. But when it came down to Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon... I'm, I'm giving it to Zach. Zach won it. I think Zach was a little more consistent. Um, and, you know, he, he did things that, you know, that were, you know, he didn't necessarily have a mascot that was on a Segway spinning the around. Thank you. But, 360. But, 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 Levine came out with some nice dunks himself. Come on, man. And Come on, man. Yes. Moses, how are you going to do me like that, bro? I'm just telling, are you going to do me like that? I'm fair with the judges. I'm uh, I'm team Levine <laughs> all the way. You and Dwayne Wade. You and Dwayne Wade. Okay, first of all, Wade, <laughs> he done goofed last year or two years ago. Clearly, I'm sorry, but his, his heat bias subconsciously, ta- he tapped into like, that yeah. and he gave an eight. For something that clearly Aaron Gordon was much better at. I yeah, exactly. To me. Ex- exactly. exactly. And you know what? And uh, we will hold Dwayne Wade to that for the rest of his life. For the, as long as he breathes air. Because I don't know what the hell he was thinking at that moment. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. You know, good congratulations to all the guys who made it in. Again, also Zion Williams. Except for uh, Nikola Vucevic. Except Nikola Vucevic. Because we don't like the fact that Nikola Vucevic gets a, a shot on the Eastern Conference team and not Fred Van Vliet because Fred Van Vliet has been in rare form. In fact, not even rare form. This man has been in playoff mode in the regular season. I think, you know, he, he goes off in the fourth quarter like 
this is a this is a pickup game at an LA Fitness. You know, this it he does not care what the name on the back of your shirt is. He is going for it, right? Like and I oh, it's just been an incredible thing to watch especially being um seeing the Raptors go from under under 500 to just over. I think we are either at 500 or just over 500 now and within playoff berth. And that's starting off dead last or second to last on the Eastern Conference at the beginning. The guys improved his his point totals. Exactly. Um, you know, he's uh, he's he's uh playing at a clip of 20 points per game, um nearly three points higher than what he had averaged Crazy. last year. Exactly. Uh all his numbers are up when you're looking at the what he's done plus he also dropped uh, you know a franchise record for the Raptors with 54 points this exactly. season. So I don't know how he gets uh how he's not on the ticket, but I I think he's going to use it as motivation, but I I think that yes. Bet on yourself I'm not, for sure. I'm not hating on Vucevic. I actually haven't even looked at his stats, No, nah, I'm hating on Vucevic. It's just because he's a very that that was a stats that was a stats thing and I think more so uh of a defense thing because Vucevic is a very good utility player for the the the, the Magic. Um he spreads the floor very well and I mean for sure when they when it comes down to it because i don't it's not like mobama's going to win you a game or anything and and of course markel fultz has been injured so he's kind of their go-to guy for a lot of stuff him or aaron go aaron gordon really have to bring it forward and he's shown and i mean the guy's a sniper right but i i agree you know vucevic you could take a seat man and i think this is not his first but his second all-star appearance if i'm not mistaken So it's kind of ridiculous that this guy like guys it's called rotation okay but you know what at the end of the day not everyone can get it we understand like there's a lot of people who we definitely would love to see in um and I guess we'll just have to see how this goes out where is it going to be actually staged I'm not too sure Moses do you know if it's still going to be in Atlanta they say they they've confirmed I would imagine they've obviously confirmed by now so probably So I I think we should Yeah, it's going to be State Farm Arena in Atlanta. Yeah, so we should look we should look forward to that, see how it goes. Uh hopefully I, I kind of want to see an international versus uh US when it comes to the All-Star game because it's gotten to the point where European um and uh African players are actually st- starting to become superstars in that league. Yeah. Look at that list like Joel Embiid would be a part of that, Ben Simmons yeah. would be a part of that. Now, nah, listen. Kumpo would be a part of that. <laughs> Um, you know, you throw in some uh, Rudy Gobert in that mix as well. Buddy uh, Yield. Yeah, Buddy Yield. Uh, you also throw in like Nikola Djokovic, um, you know, I guess Luka. since he's on this list. Yeah, uh, yeah. Would be part of it. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there's uh, quite a few players. Luka, uh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. you get the, the names uh, and the players that are there, you could have an internet, like USA versus the world type of all-star game. For sure. That For would sure. be interesting to to see how that turns out. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, some random dude. Like you can feel, you know, that some of the top global players in the game are in the NBA right now. So oh, yeah. You yeah. Uh, you can't knock it. It's the 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 uh the positive the net positive effect of the of a global game initiative, right? This is kind of and I'm not trying to speak for, for NBA, but like really, this is just their ability to uh get the game to a lot more people around the world. Because yeah, I mean sure. I mean, yeah, exactly what you're saying. Uh Joel Embiid is a is a monster, right? This guy is now sitting this is his what third or fourth um all-star 
like um, appearance and and it's and it's you know a unanimous yes for anyone around. And this guy only started playing basketball ten years ago. I think that's the most ri- ridiculous thing. Like, yeah, you know, he was he was tall and he could play the game. Oh, that's nice. You're seven foot. Here's a basketball. Oh, you're I mean. Good. <laughs> crazy like if you look at his numbers though like for real like this year crazy career, career high in points um 29 he is slightly tied when it comes to his uh rebound total not yeah. quite to his uh 13.6 he had a couple years ago like two seasons yeah. ago uh but yeah this is his fourth all-star appearance fourth straight fourth straight the numbers yeah but yeah he's averaging nearly 30 points a game great 30 points a game 11 boards crazy and his free throw shooting has been immensely improved incredible and he is a bully an absolute bully and surprisingly he's always been a good he's been a good free throw shooter throughout his career but yes he's progressively gotten better yeah Uh, the game against the raptors i saw he went perfect so like uh i believe so he was a 10 for 10 at one point yes Um, so yeah he's like shooting uh 86 percent um from from the field yeah it's and it's crazy because like that guy and and kids guys like him just like you know a Siakam as well who also was you know he was going to missionary school or or planning to go to missionary school at some point you know so you know the idea of basketball the NBA wasn't even in his uh, view right so it's incredible what players like this have been able to do I agree with you man that the, the USA versus World game would be very interesting to watch and Joel Embiid you know what man. Uh, Hats off to that because, of course, that is just an incredible performance. It just goes to show that maybe, maybe uh, basketball just isn't that difficult. I'm kidding. <laughs> basketball yeah, it's so easy to play. Comes easy when you're seven feet tall, <laughs> and you can and you have the you have the the handle of I don't know a, a Magic Johnson. So it's it's kind of it's kind of awesome. But uh, interesting to see because I'm trying to look at the numbers of guys who, because uh, Joel Embiid a few seasons ago became I think he's only one of four players to average 27 points or more a game and 13 rebounds a game, and he joined like Shaq, Antetokounmpo, and Moses Malone. Oh so wow! Pretty good illustrious company, and only one of those four averaged uh, 31 and 14. And that was Moses Malone. So I'm curious to know, could he ever be a guy who averages more than 30 points and has close to 14, 15 rebounds a game? That's what I'm curious to know. Is Joel Embiid built that way? It, and can, yeah, like, can he... Because I think predominantly health, being healthy is, is, is going to be his, a big part of that. Yeah. That's honestly been his only barrier because his self-confidence is there. Ah, kind of. I mean, obviously crying I can shoot. to us in 29. And he can shoot. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, he can take note, Ben Simmons. He can, he, oh, and I mean, you know what? The system is working now for Philly because of the fact that they, you know, obviously Doc is not asking Ben to play a way Ben doesn't like to play, you know, and saying, Joel, you can obviously shoot. He's been a light out, lights out three point shooter since he's, since he's been in the league. You know, the guy has gotten better right now, shooting above 40% this season. But like you look ridiculous at, for a seven foot tall guy, like only what the Joker is the only other guy I think who can who's doing that right now. I think or maybe I don't know. Shooting I, above, above 
I would imagine who's able, as at, at that position, at the center position, just because it's such, that's, I don't know if that's something that anyone can just pull out. Um, Jokic. Let's see. I'll tell you guys in a second here. I'm going to check possible reference. Yeah, but yeah. Three point, like three-point field goals or field goal attempts? Yeah, three points. Yeah, three-pointers. Let's see. The three-pointers amongst the big men, uh, field goal percentage or three-point percentage. So right now, obviously, um, for big men, uh, Bobby Portis, but Bobby Portis is taking 35 of 70, 50%. <laughs> Bobby Portis, listen, man, come on. Listen, Bobby Portis. Does that count? What's the threshold? What's the threshold, buddy? That's not, Bobby Portis is the most confusing player I've ever seen in, in the last five years of the NBA. Like, Bobby Portis, fe- I don't think Bobby Portis has decided where he wants to play. Because he, he is a good shooter. He's honestly a good shooter. And I think he's been overlooked before. I don't think New York ever really gave him the chance he deserved. Um, neither did. I Crazy. think he also played in Milwaukee as well. Chris Boucher. Oh, okay. Now they- the Raptors. Chris uh, Boucher. Well, yeah. If, if, yeah. So if you take Bobby Portis out of it, he's got the highest at 46%, uh, making 55 of 119 attempts. Uh, and it's because he's only six foot nine, so I don't know if you really want. Is he a true center? Uh, yeah, no, he's, he's a, like, where does that fall? But he, uh, he can, I think the thing for him is that he can play big. He's he might not be that big, but he can he can play big, he, he can he can defend against the best, right? You got um, Jeff Green out in Brooklyn. Jeff Green's is, is, is labeled a center, he's another I guy guess. small, six foot eight, yeah. Like, so maybe the game is changing, guys. That's maybe the <laughs> Christian Wood. These are old tiny people. Yeah, you don't have a Nikola Jokic. We're gonna talk about guys. He's six foot eleven, and Jokic is on that list at forty percent. Joel Embiid, Vucevic is right up there, just on the cusp of forty. Mm-hmm. And so, very difficult to do. Very difficult oh, yeah. to do. Uh, very difficult to do. Um, so it's 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 an incredible thing to see uh, of someone who hasn't been playing the game that long, you know, um, because it's just something you kind of just you have an idea that it it's it it takes a lot more hours to perfect that. If anything else, it's getting that repetitive motion down and and that rhythm and understanding your, your foot placement. There's a lot that goes into it and it takes years to program your brain to do that. And that's why kids start out grade five, grade six, you know, getting into basketball teams, getting, going to camps, right? Like watching, getting, getting technical with coaching and things like that. And then this dude just steps on and he was like, so you, so Inside it's two points, outs is it's three. Well, why don't I just score threes all the time? They're like, I mean, it's not that swoosh. Okay, that's that's basically <laughs> that's Joel and beat for you in a nutshell. So kudos to that. Um, so let's switch things up. Uh, so a short stint here. We uh we got a uh, Naomi Osaka uh, went on to win her. Uh, her final at the Australia Open, um, and of course, defeating one Jennifer Brady. No one really knows who this Jennifer Brady was up until this point. 
Um, and what was kind of funny about it was uh, Naomi Osaka's um, sort of uh, closing speech after receiving her award. I think, uh, and and I wanted to get your your take on this, Moses, to see where 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 she was coming from. What uh, what exactly are we are we watching here? So I'm just gonna head that on here. Boom. Honestly, um, I wanna come. Do you like to be called Jenny or Jennifer? Okay. Firstly, I want to congrat Jennifer. Okay. So what she had said, I don't know. Moses couldn't hear it. I'm not too sure why. The, the science behind it escapes me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the Zoom gods are never in my favor. But what she had asked her was, you know, what could I call you, you know, refer to you as Jennifer or Jenny? Um, just, you know, obviously to show some respect to be like, listen, you know, I, I know I walloped you. Um, but I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, you know, send out an olive branch, be, be that kind person, take the high road as you, as it were, right. And say, you know, what would you like to be called preferentially? And, uh, Jennifer said, you can call me Jenny. That's no problem with that. And, um, without skipping a beat, Naomi returned back to the microphone and continued and said, I'd like to thank Jennifer. So, you know, just disregarding the conversation she just had 0.2 seconds prior and just rolling with it, no issues. No one even said anything until after the press conference ended. Um, so it was kind of funny, tongue-in-cheeky. I think she see the, from the tone of her voice, she did, definitely was emotional. But um, I wanted to, I mean, of course, it's difficult now. Obviously, you didn't hear, hear the audio Moses because I think that, that, that gave a lot. I'll add it post in the uh, episode so people can also listen to it but i think she kind of was doing it on purpose tongue-in-cheeky and, and i wanted to know maybe if you could if you could surmise off of the 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 body language maybe if you saw for the few seconds there i don't you know yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't think it's that bad i don't think it was like there was no intent yeah. You know, yeah, there's yeah, nothing yeah. there that makes you say, like, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's just one of those things where she wanted to thank her and was like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think the funniest part about it was just that, uh, uh, she was, she was just going on, uh, saying, okay, well, you know, what do you guys all have? It's just the same thing. It doesn't matter. So, so, uh, why, why even ask? You know, I'm doing this to be nice to you, but really, I don't care. <laughs> that's what I kind of, it kind of felt like but you know kudos to Naomi as well uh, despite that it was just incredible to see that she's this is basically um, you know she's a, a rising star right now and uh, this is I think her second or third Grand Slam title um, since I guess breaking onto the scene the unfortunate thing obviously being that it always has to be she has to take out Serena Williams. That's <laughs> what it seems like. But I mean, still great to see. Like, um, and it'll be interesting to follow her career actually as she starts to, uh, I think, pick up more of these titles. She's showing a bit of uh, Serena DNA as well. So I'm excited to see what the next uh, the next five to ten years of tennis is going to look like. So yeah. Oh yeah, and well, she, and she's won. Uh, She's the first woman since Monica Seles 30 years ago to win her first four Grand Slam finals. Wow. Wow. Oh, my goodness. This is and she, like, and she also joins uh, Roger Federer. 
yeah the open was, era to do that so wow. Federer, Celis, and now uh Naomi Osaka are elite when it comes to you know hey I'm, I'm there to you know make it to the final oh I won fantastic yeah. you know, it's one of those <laughs> yeah. things. I'm just here to place I'm just here to see I'm just here yeah. to see where I play I think she has know? that type of innocence and the one with Jennifer mm-hmm. that's just I was I finally got the chance to look at it because I was like looking through and scrolling I don't care yeah yeah, 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 uh, I didn't yeah, yeah. see it uh, live or watch it, but you know, to me, that's that's absolutely hilarious. I, mm-hmm. I, and it's innocent. It's not like she <laughs> had any intent. Uh, the the comments after the video were quite funny. Yeah, uh, but um, it's it was just one of those things where you know she may have just not heard her, and you know you're kind of in that moment. You're kind, you know, everything is kind of a blur to a certain degree. <laughs> so I'm giving I'm giving Osaka Miss Osaka the benefit of the doubt. Give Miss Osaka the benefit of the doubt, y'all. Okay, that's that's what we'll we'll leave it as. She seems very innocent as a person, anyway. Like prior um, press conferences, I I don't think she, you know she gives off that I, idea at all. She definitely definitely just had a little slip there, but There's it was kind of funny. Did that during the Aussie Open that did something similar where he just he didn't want to sound arrogant, but came off arrogant after defeating the the guy he did. Is like, yeah, it was pretty easy. It wasn't that hard. Yeah. <laughs> I, like. Oh, it's like it's not meant that way. I was just saying it was very quick work, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like foot in your mouth, man. Just oh, so funny. I loved it. I loved but I'm it. He, hey, he's being honest. He, he's, he, honest. He's, yeah. he's just letting you know that you know this is uh, he doesn't even get up in the morning on Sundays for games like this. So this is uh, you know like whoever that was, his opponent needs to step up a little bit more. You know, this isn't this is not just a. Uh, a play play. This is the real deal, boy. This is the open. Um, but anyway, good luck to Naomi. Of course, we wish her well. And we hope to see many more uh, victories on her side. Uh, and now to switch it up again. Now, Moses in the NFL, man, we are we are seeing a, a lot of things happen. Now that we have a, a bit of a, a, a wait. Um, obviously, there's no update to your J.J. Watts scenario. I don't know if he will be going to the Browns, but a lot of reports had been saying, I guess, on the Twitter wire that that was close up. But uh, uh, aside from that, we we got to f- um, shown some kind of interesting and uh, perplexing video here, and it and it's and it's also led to a few discussions online about, I guess the. Uh, the 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 media wind pool as it were that you know sends players who maybe have not the best scenarios situations or or, or seasons into this whirlpool of of disaster you know made to feel like they're um, not doing well enough and being hypercritical of it and and it may be transferring over to real life uh, and kids aren't being able to discern the difference between you know what is what is entertainment and and real life, because we see here uh, this high school kid who got invited to a, a football camp that Cam Newton himself was actually um, do- donating to. So he had put money down as well to, to get these kids this place in uh, Carolina, uh, in fact, you know, which is his first, which he does not play for, but he, he loves the community and, and um, the place where he played. So he decided to give back to the, the a charity there and he was 
You ask. You're a free agent. You're a free agent. You're a free agent. You about to be poor. I'm rich. You about to be poor. I'm rich. You about to be poor. I'm rich. You're a free agent. I'm rich. You're a free agent. I'm rich. He's a free agent. Where's your daddy? Let me talk to your dad. Let me talk to your dad. Where's your dad? You're a free agent. Where's your dad? You're a free agent. You're a free agent. You ask. Scolded or more so mocked by this this high schooler about being trash, about not being good, and 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 then you know really calling out the the typical yeah I guess like Twitter NFL Twitter like like troll trolls you know saying he's got no stats that that supported is like where you ain't got no team where you been lately you know like you no no one wants to play you and and tough stuff tough stuff you know but real realistic you know he did not have a good year with new england he is currently a free agent uh but was that necessary moses you know i don't know if you had a chance to see it um i'm sure i'll add a bit of it in post as well just so the audience can listen but crazy um i kind of laughed at first but also felt bad because i was like man that's just disrespectful, especially in light of this being a, a an opportunity for you to meet an NFL pro and maybe even get some lessons on how to make it in as opposed to belittling the guy who, you know, even sponsored your your, your attendance. But Moses, kids, uh, are mean. kids are <laughs> That's all I could say, man. Kids yeah. are mean. Like, yeah. You're going to find like they... You know, whenever you remember when you were a kid, sometimes it would be someone who teases you or bullies you, whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah, except they're just bullying a grown ass man in this case. <laughs> so, two things have to come out of this. The first yeah. is that you could just choose to ignore it. Yes. Or make an example of this kid. Mm-hmm. And by that, it could be a variety of ways, but you don't look good either way in the end. So no. If you're, you're Cam Newton, I don't know. I. I don't know. Just tell him how, how many MVPs did you win? How many Super Bowls have you been to? <laughs> how many Heisman's do you have? Yeah, exactly. You know that's that's an even bigger I'm one. Sorry. That's that's like, very yeah. difficult. Yeah, I you know, I play in a professional you know sport. What do you do? Flip burgers? Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. There's uh there's many ways. Again, it's a kid. They're gonna yeah. You got people who are gonna say whatever they want. And yeah. It's it's not you. You can't do anything. Being no. heckled by your own camp. Is, just uh, crazy, just crazy, oh. just, and I mean, that adds to the list of, you know, just not having a good year for Cam Newton, you know, to think that. And I'm like, well, what's up with the kid? Like at the end of the day, <laughs> yeah, like, no, because for me, this is like, this is what the problem is. I'm like, yeah. kid, you paid for, to be part of this, right? Or no, he didn't. Exactly. Pay. I don't know. I'm not too sure. Yeah, Probably the, not. The yeah. Like he, me, or he didn't. So you I got a free so, ride to know. go to this thing. I'm like, yeah. all right, well, you know what? Make sure you uh, definitely you know, sounded like you got have a, a Coke ride. and a sandwich and, you know, GTFO. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just <laughs> move on. Like, we, you know, get yourself an orange slice and get the hell out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what? Like, honestly, like for me, I'd be like, all right, well, you're going to be disrespectful and go ahead. If you're going to beak and do all that stuff, go ahead. For and sure. Like, right, well, and why are you here in the first place? Because you're yeah. taking up a spot that probably went to another kid who would want to be part of it. Yeah, who so, actually who actually wants to be there. Up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, of course. That or that or if you're playing like a scrimmage or whatever, you know, even with the COVID protocols, you just smoke them. Like, you know, <laughs> That's... Like just okay, like yeah, let's let's play some flag football. All right, yeah, 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 and then just smack. And I'm just so I'm like, all right, well, what's what's it like to be knocked out by a dude who's what like six foot six, two hundred and sixty some fifty some pounds, whatever it is for Cam Newton? 
Yeah, that's, uh, that's still painful. He's built like a linebacker. Moses, that's a lawsuit. <laughs> Whatever. You sign waivers when you're a part of it. Action is that's true. Happen, you know? That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, but I think I also do. Yeah, and that's the thing. That was the component that made it very crazy for me. It's like, listen, did I... Did we all went to high school? I knew guys like this yeah, dude. Yeah, six foot five, two forty five. Like, so I was right. Uh, six six two fifty. I said a freight train essentially. A freight train yeah. with a with have a have him barreling down at you because the guy can run yeah. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not not fun. But now I in high school I had guys like this kid. Like there were guys that I knew, you know, in my in my class and school who would who would be the talkback type. Like and had no problem with it. Right. Like if they felt like you know maybe you weren't showing off as as you weren't showing your authority as as much as or as much as they would think you need to you know and they would take advantage of that and um and i think of course this kid was was also doing this for the clout right like having the camera on really inspired him to keep going because i think he was hoping you know this was going to launch his his career whatever that may be you know if that meant getting on the next Dr. Phil where he explains why he's such a tormented soul, you know, and striking a record deal with you know, Def Jam Island or something like that, or just being an, a regular, regular TikTok star. I don't know, but it, it seems as though these kids are jumping out the window, Moses, just because it, you got a camera going on. So expect, expect a lot more copycats to come. Because, I mean, if I know a kid, kids like that guy, that kid, Oh, it's it's like it's just like COVID. It's a virus. The first time they see someone do it, and they see how much fanfare happens from it. Oh, they, it's it's gonna start spreading. So you know, any any local celebrities, any sports heroes, beware! You are going to be reprimanded and scolded by children on um, mass. So <laughs> only the black ones, though, because apparently that's that's. The only ones you feel like you can just berate like that. I mean, I don't see. I want to see that kid go to Tom Brady and say that stuff. You know? Oh, probably actually, he probably would. You know what? Never mind. It's got nothing to do with the color. The kids in my school definitely would give anything to tell Tom Brady he was shit. Oh, big time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Just to say it, to say it. You know, you'd you'd love to tell him that that uh, you know I had friends who would definitely tell him that Eli Manning was his father. You know, uh, and tell him that uh, he he can't sleep in New York. You know, things like that. Um, or that he kisses his son. You know, that would be me though. I'd, I'd be throwing that into the background. I'd be like, you know, what else he does. But uh, aside from that, we hope Cam Newton finds a uh, resting place. Um, do you think he should go to uh, New Orleans? Maybe, maybe not. Well, you have Drew Brees back. Oh, yeah, but I mean, come on. He can go to Dallas because apparently they keep pissing off Dak Prescott. But, but they're trying to give him another franchise tag. So well, I don't understand. Yeah, that doesn't mean anything, though. Okay, okay. But Never it, mind. I, like honestly, I, I think mm-hmm. the, the the stipulations from my herd was his camp, Dak Prescott's camp, wanted four yeah. years. The Cowboys want five. So, is that the reason why they're stopping? I don't know. Uh, I think it's silly because you know if you're a player, like long term security would be great, and guaranteed money are like the two things that you'd want out of a a deal, right? 
how much money I'm going to maximize in my career, even if For sure. in spite of injury and what can I do? So yeah, I personally think that this is just, he, know, I'm, I'm, he, he, you think he actually wanted out from the get go, right? I don't think he wanted out, but I'm just wondering what the hell is taking so long. And I don't think franchise taking him is going to make it any easier. Yeah. And if I'm Dak Prescott, I'd be pissed. So like, cause I think there's just more to the story than we know. Yeah. You think I really do. Because when you look, because right now all the bargaining chips, when you look how crappy the Dallas Cowboys were last year without Dak, like even with Dak, you were sub 500, but at least you still had a chance to make the playoffs. Look at Washington, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Without him. Oh my God. Like McCarthy. No, I don't know. Mike McCarthy's the first year was an absolute disaster. Yeah. Um, Do you think, do you think, do you think think they miss him? Do you think, do you think uh, Dak was in the, in the conference room and he was about to sign the new one? And then, um, Heard, well, I don't know. I, I heard, see Jerry heard, Jones. You heard Jerry, Jerry seems weird. Jerry Jones just accidentally said the N word, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> just like under his breath. And then he was like, what was that? Clears it up. We starting again. <laughs> yeah. You get your lawyers back in. We are starting again, Jerry. Uh, I, I do think it has more to do with what Jerry what expectations Jerry has for the team going into the next four years. Yeah. But here's the thing. Yeah. You clearly over the Mm -hmm. last few years, it's not like it's a flash in a pan where you have one year, maybe two good years and you're still feeling it out. We've seen enough uh, evidence from Dak Prescott through his, thus to this point to his, of his career. And you are still humming and hawing. Well, maybe we'll franchise tag him. Maybe I'm like, come on, like you, like, honestly, yeah. if you have a quarterback who is significant to your team, and we saw this with Ezekiel Elliott, right? Like if you're going to talk about a guy who stirs the drink offensively and even helps you with a bad offensive line that you've had. Like, Horrible. Late, Horrible. It's Dak Prescott. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Ezekiel, the, the, the offensive line is so bad that Ezekiel Elliott will do well enough because the gaps are, are just that easy to just walk through. These gaps, the, the, the freaking, they can't do anything. And it's like, if he can, he, he can just pick up the ball and just walk. Oh, yeah, yeah, you guys weren't even doing anything from the get-go. So may as well just run it. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, Dak, um, I don't think he's in a good place, really. I think he's probably going to want to move. Um, I, I don't know if it's to do with the franchise thing, per se, myself. I think it's expectations for team for the team in terms of what Jerry Jones has promised for players right and and what the the direction they want to go in or maybe even just how much influence uh Dak feels like he wants probably I wouldn't be surprised if Dak says he would like a he wants a say in in who they get you know and he's saying you know I've been here I love Dallas I'm contributing to this team and I think it's at this point where I am the guy who can set, take us to the promised land, but I need to feel like you guys are, are finding the players who are going to help us get there. And, you know, the lot, like you said, yeah, the last season, Dallas has, did not do well at all, you know, with or without him. And it didn't look like they were ramping up for anything or prepping for anything or, or setting their sights on any particular goal. It looked like they were just getting ready to 
exist, just be there as opposed to making a run. And if there's no intention of making a run for the Super Bowl with you have two or three Pro Bowl, you know, and and probably future Hall of Famers in, uh, you know, if, if his career goes well, Dak and Ezekiel, why would you not make um, a go for it right now more than ever? Because eventually Ezekiel Elliott's going to, he's going to fall apart and he's going to want to leave especially in the league where a lot of the running backs decide to, to retire earlier because of the fact that this is a very intensive game and, and, it, and a few knocks here and there might set you back um, in the future. So retiring at 35, 36 is, more com- is, gonna, is becoming more common for even the biggest players. So they're, they're more than happy to take two big contracts, one big contract, and then, and then get out. So I don't think Jerry knows... I think Jerry knows he doesn't have a lot of time left on his hand with this te- with this squad. You know what I mean? And I, I think he's struggling to guarantee to Dak that there's going to make they'll make the necessary moves or at least give him some say in the moves that need to be made in order for them to shoot for a Super Bowl or at least a Super Bowl appearance, right? Let alone just making because they I mean, they, they've just been stumbling and stumbling, and Jerry Jones makes them, you know, feel as though they're, it's all on their shoulder. I don't know. The guy, I agree with you. The guy's old. He's weird. He should retire. I don't think his son's doing any better for them. And I think maybe they should just probably take three steps back and bring in other management, probably. Someone else is president and someone else is, is general manager and stuff, whatever. It's just, they don't know what they're doing. And he's tired. He's old. He doesn't know what's going on. So good riddance, good luck. Hopefully uh, Dak finds a place. Um, and I hope Cam Newton finds a place. <clears throat> and then lastly, finally, we have, uh, we have some talk here in the EPL Moses, we had spoken last week about Holland and Mbappe, and uh, and of course the stresses that were coming from a, the inevitable uh, bargain bin bonanza sale um, a la Dortmund, um, because that happens every two to three years, um, and it looks like the first uh, that someone's already made some pre-orders. Uh, they're making some inquiries, uh, reserving some spots. You know, with COVID times, you got to make sure you, uh, you get your curbside pickup reservation spots. So. Chelsea and Man United have both stated that they are in close talks with Holland right now. They are they are sending cute little text messages to each other and you know like poking each other on Facebook and throwing little devil emojis, little devil emojis to one another, just being cutesy, cutesy, artsy, fartsy, um, and just saying wink, wink, hey, hope you're doing well, you know. You know, uh, there's a great place here in England for you if you'd like. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Don't tell UEFA. Um, so, yeah, it looks like Holland's being scouted already. The season's not even done. And, uh, not surprised. Not surprised at all. He, well, he was going to go. Yeah. Just a matter of when. Yes. Uh, and, you know, you look at the, the team has struggled. Holland, you know, has he had a minor blip, but he's back to form. Jalen Sancho is probably going to go too, you know, but I don't think they'll lose, like the talk of like losing multiple people. I think those are the two that would likely go. Yeah. And go for some serious money. Yes. And you, you can't stop that. Cause if you're, you're, 
if you're Borussia, the only thing you can hope for is that Jurgen Klopp gets sacked and you retain he returns to Borussia. So <laughs> you, that's, you, that's kind of the hope. Do you th- he won't oh, get sacked? You, no, yeah, he won't. I was gonna he won't. Say. No, he's not gonna. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> they, Liverpool. The, <laughs> they would. He would have to die at Liverpool. I don't think they would let him. He gave them a, a the league. You know, I don't think they're. He's he's done more than anyone else at Liverpool has ever been able to. We'll do. We'll see. Right now, they're struggling. I, that's true. That's true. Because I know this is still what this you've is done a for different, me lately. I, you exactly. Yeah, that like thanks for getting us two trophies. Yeah, a, you know, a European trophy. And one of one a, of them being the league. Yeah, you know, the trophy. So you know, we're helping you helping you win an equal equal um, Man United's record. So it's it was. It was a, that one was very important. That was a that was a big one. So it was kind yeah, of we had thirty years for that. Yeah, <laughs> too long, man. Thirty long years. Hey, someone's got to do it. <laughs> but you no, know, of course we hope hope to see that uh, something good happens with Holland because I think he's. I won't lie. I'm not gonna lie, man. Bundesliga sometimes disappoints me, so I I do. Uh, I do hope to see him come over to at least the Premier League, whether it be at Chelsea or Man United or something. I think that would definitely add to his prestige as well as maybe show, you know, show us a, a different style of football. Cause I know he's, he, he has a lot more to offer. I've seen the way he, um, he goes at runs and stuff. He's got pace, but I think he's also got a very good mind. Um, and I think he could become like, uh, you know, maybe even a Harry Kane type of style player, you know, who can contribute to a win every single game, but have a defending a defense that kind of, you know, I'm not saying. Actually, I am saying Dortmund, you guys need to work on your defense, man. Okay. I'm calling it what it is. I'm not saying. Oh, yeah. I'm, we've, I'm we've leaked too many goals. Leaking goals right now. Um, so it's it's just, you know. Kind of tough to see. Kind of tough to see him wanting to stay if that's the case. And of course, he knows more players leave than ever come in. It seems that way. But I mean, at the same time, also his his agent will have to be the the final arbiter of that. We know these guys, these big time agents now. Uh, they always look. We're always looking for seven or eight eight uh, zeros on that on that price tag. So if there's, if it's not sufficient enough, he may not leave. Not to say that he doesn't want to, but, but just to say that they, the teams might not be able to come correct. You know, um, COVID has definitely hampered a lot of the teams financially. They haven't been able to get up with the ticket sales. So, you know, there may not be as striking of a bid or, or, or wage bids, you know, maybe the transfer fee or buyer clause will be, sufficient but the wages might not be at to what at the level that he wants now and maybe just they may stagger it so you know you get you get maybe a a percentage of what your full amount should be the first two years and then the third and fourth year you get lump sums and stuff like that just to level things out um but yeah we will see what happens at the end of the season moses i think uh you guys are in for a good one at least you'll pick up another hundred maybe 200 million euros here 
And uh, let's just make a deep run for Champions League. Just pocket that money. <laughs> see what we do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Just pocket cash the money. in while we can. Exactly. I don't see it's. I don't see it as a bad thing. Like that's what two hundred million in your pocket. Not just good win for the Champions you. League. Exactly. Oh, okay. With now, now let's be realistic here. Um, but, I'm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Watch them. Just you know what? We don't care about the German league anymore. We're going for uh, Champions League. <laughs> yeah. You do. Bayern, it's yours. <laughs> I think it was Byron's at the beginning of November. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no chance. Yeah. Or maybe you, like, you know what, Byron? So you know what? We're deciding you can have the league. We are choosing. We're, cho- we're choosing to give it to you. Okay? Okay? You're not the, you're not the person in the driver's seat right now. Uh, that's funny. But yeah, no way. That is, that is what we had for this week's episode i hope you guys enjoy what we uh we had to talk about there there was definitely a lot of funny things in in it um we'll definitely be here next week we hope to see more good funny things happening moses was there anything else that you saw something funny or anything good anything you want to add Oh, nothing like that, but uh, that Thierry Henry is oh, back in yes. Europe. But for oh, yes. yes, 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 of course. Let me not forget. Let's not forget Thierry Henry. How could I forget? Mon ami. He was, you know, previously with uh, CF uh, Montreal. Mon- Montreal, Montreal uh, the MLS team. The coach, you know, and of course, Moses had mentioned that um, p- prior to the recording, he's he he's the king of what Fa- failing, failing forward, uh, failing upward, yeah. failing upward, yeah, failing upward. Because I mean, you know, going from Monaco, you uh, and being so abysmal, you'd think no one would hire the guy, but uh, he found a place here at MLS. Uh, did pretty well for them, helped them reach the playoffs, you know, um, and uh, you know, John, not too long. After receiving some rumors about a possible move to Bournemouth, it seems as though the heartache that he is suffering, Moses, is just too much for him to bear. And he must, alas, leave his place here. And I didn't even know his family live in London still. You know, I thought they would have moved back to France, but I guess he just, he loves it there. And, you know, Bournemouth, cough cough isn't that far from london either you know a lot closer than montreal a lot would a few would say not everyone but a few would would agree with me on that one but uh yeah it seems as though he may be on his way maybe maybe not or or was it do you think it's it'd be a genuine a genuine thing here yeah, he did not do anything well with CF Montreal. Just looking at the numbers, he had a twenty percent winning. He had a twenty percent winning percentage in Monaco. This is why you're talking about failing upward. Twenty percent uh, winning percentage, four wins, five draws, eleven losses. That's oh. in twenty matches. Then with CF oh, Montreal no. in twenty nine matches, nine wins, four draws, sixteen losses for a three. Oh, never mind. Winning percentage. My goodness. That's what I mean, failing upwards. Thierry, man. Oh my goodness. Oh, Pepe Le Pew. Yeah. Oh, it's bad. It's, it's so bad. <laughs> what are we doing here? And I hope, and this is Bournemouth who are in need of, of, a, um, of, of, of a sturdy man to keep them either in the league or to get them back into the league for the, the remaining, for the next, the next seasons. Because I think they are in the league right now. Are they not? Bournemouth? Yeah. 
They're in the championship. They're in the championship. Sorry, sorry. sorry. So they're trying but to get they're, promoted. They're trying to get promoted. And of course, who better than to, to get, you know, someone I'm sure who's terrorized them many times in the FA Cup, you know. Uh, what, how, how bad could he be as a coach? Hmm? You know, hold my beer, he said. Well, it's just his name. And I don't know. Some, some guys can do it. Some can't. Like Patrick Riviera has done a pretty decent job. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it doesn't always translate no. uh, for everybody. You, so, you know what I think? You know what I think, Moses? And this, I've always thought this, and, I, and you know, sue me for, for feeling it. But I felt like the, the, usually the really boring players are really good at the, ta- are, are a bit more tactically aware than the, the flashier players. And I, it's always what I felt. And I, and I in terms of translating that to um, coaching, I mean, come on. Like, you know, Thierry Henry is a good player, but he's not that good of a coach because he can't see the game, let's say, a um, Arsene Wenger. Because Arsene Wenger was not much of a, of a defender. He wasn't that great at defending. He was very bland. But in terms of what he could perceive on the, on the pitch and how he could see and read this, the flow of a game is what helped him develop his systems and, and his, his style of football, you know, that he honed. And I mean, of course, Thierry Henry is a lot, has a lot short of a tenure, so I, we should give him some grace on that front. But I, I agree with you. Like, the name recognition puts way too much favor in, on his side as to how good or perceptive of a coach he actually is like he he's good when he's playing yes because of course you'd seen him create chances out of nothing make incredible runs find space you know all these like make incredible passes so you would think that automatically would translate to coaching but of course that doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything you know i think like frank lampard showed us just that this guy that guy cannot coach anything this guy just this guy just and he got him to the champions league no, Frank Lampard, let me tell you something. Frank Lampard turned on his PlayStation, went on to FIFA, and went to the transfer hub and then said, how many players can I get? And then he was like, oh, man, look at all these players, these young, talented players up for grabs. Let me just overstock the attacking players and not get anyone decent in the back, and then let's see how this season goes. What are you talking about, Moses? This guy doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Like, he, I, he, got, he finally got the dream job, and he ruined it. I don't think he's ever going to be able to get another try. Not unless Abramovich dies, like some, or he sells the club. I don't think he's going to get a chance at all. He bought, like, he got Mason Mount. He got uh, Ziyech. He, he, has ta- he had Tammy Abraham. He got... Um, Warner. Team Werner, he, oh, what is going on? He already had Giroud. He already had, oh, my goodness. Um, so, uh, Thiago Silva, uh, let's not even get started about the fact that you, you give the captaincy armband to a guy who can't speak a lick of English on his first, <laughs> on his debut, debut match, okay? So, of course, this guy, yeah, like, incredible box-to-box midfielder. This guy could see a goal from 80 yards out, incredible foot, you know, great passer. But can he coach, Moses? Can he coach? I don't think he can. 
I think he just stacked the the deck with as many talented young players and just said, go out there <laughs> and and figure it out. I, I legitimately think it was just like they had said, Chelsea said the, the, the locker room was just about vibes, you know, you know, Cesar Aspilicueta had to, had to somehow captain vibes. All these young kids just coming in, just being like, yeah, you know, what's up, son, Tommy Abraham, and then all them, you know, doing their little TikTok dances and stuff, talking to Gen, all this Gen Z stuff. They're not, they're not, they're not, they have no game plans, Moses. They had no game plan. <laughs> yeah. So that, that, you know, that ends my discussion on coaching. You know, I know, I'm not saying I know a lot about it myself, but, you know, Mikel Arteta, not that flashy of a player. Very good as a coach, I think. A lot better as a coach. Um, who else? Who else? Sir Alex Ferguson, apparently not great as a player. Not that he was not that uh, impressive. Not at all. He was even the son of a shoe cobbler. So, like, you know, he was even better at cobbling than he was at playing. Right? But, uh, you know, incredible coach. I think maybe the only exception is Pep. Pep was that it was pretty decent as a player as well. You know, playing for Barcelona, he was actually not that bad. So I shouldn't, I should, you know, maybe I should uh, retest that uh, that theory. Or he's just he's just excluded from it. Everyone else oh. is excluded. Is not in, is, is not included. Perlo is garbage. So you know, I regard Perlo and Thierry Henry in the same you, category. Or I say uh, Johan Cruyff. Johan Cruyff. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, maybe. maybe he was he was one of those few where you could say he excelled both as a yeah as a, as a coach and as a coach. Yeah, that's true. Ah, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, maybe because he had the turn. You know, he just told all his players, just do my turn. Just do the Cruyff turn. That's it. That's it. Every time you come up to a challenge, do the Cruyff turn, you're out. Exactly. That's it. Just pop in and out. He just had the best the best ticket. He's, he, preferred, he showed all his players the Cruyff turn, and he was like, just like that. It's, it's just easy like that, guys. Um, but yeah, no, for sure. That's a, that, you know, I, I wish Tier Henry the best of luck. Uh, hope he finds solace with his family in Bournemouth. I mean, London, you know, I, that's, I guess where French people live in London, you know, not in France and Paris, you know, but whatever. Uh, I hope to see him soon. I think we will, you know, probably. Uh, the touchline somewhere, and uh, we'll we'll uh, we'll be looking forward to whatever colors he he represents. Fun uh, fact about Sir Alex Ferguson: I just had this talk with another guy, and we were, we were I was trying to remember the names, but um, yeah, Sir Alex Ferguson almost never became Sir Alex Ferguson that we know of today. You know that because like um, everyone's like, there's that moment where everyone's going to be hired, or you're hired to be fired essentially as a as a manager. Yes. Right. That's that. That's ultimately what the sport is. Like you, yes. you, you have to realize that's yeah. how life is. <laughs> they're they're he, waiting for you to, to mess up. Sir Alex Ferguson almost got fired before he got started. And by that, I mean, before he started winning regularly, before they started dominating the Premier League, like they did, uh, they were struggling in the early nineties. I think it was like 1990. Mm-hmm. They were struggling. I remember talking to someone about this, that, you know, we if he lost, there was an FA Cup game that they they ended up that year. They were, I think they finished somewhere around like bottom of the table, wow. um, bottom half of the table, not bottom of the table, bottom oh, half wow, of the wow. table. Uh, but they ended up winning the FA Cup, and that's what kept his job. And if he didn't win that FA Cup, he would have been fired. He would have been fired. 
Ooh. So think about that. And then since he won that, then now he's known as like the arguably best coach, the, best the best coach to yeah. ever coach, well, Manchester United yeah. and potentially the world, right? Like yeah. he's, he's certainly in that cusp when it comes world to club renowned. coaches. Yeah. Wow. So just, just think that he almost got canned because one away. Of, yeah, he, was, he was one loss away from getting his ass fired and he <laughs> ended up pulling it out. And it's crazy how just to think like just one decision can make, you know, turn your fortunes around or... For sure. Um, you know, kind of send you into oblivion. Uh, send you example, to AFC Wimbledon. So, yeah. um, you know, I just think of... <laughs> I'm so sorry for AFC Wimbledon. Uh, only the fans. Anyways. Yeah, um, yeah. No, but just, what I find... Yeah, yeah, what I find interesting about the whole thing is, um, just to your point, like I know he had a good run, um, but it's it, there's there comes to a point, it's like Thomas Tuchel, um, at least he can, you know, he's he's had success. Yeah. Um, almost he took PSG to the final. Yes, he so, can't like, that's, win. That's something the other think. coaches, but that's nobody else has done up no. to that point, right? Since the yeah. consortium took over in yes. uh, in like the early PSG mid middle twenty tens. Yeah. yeah, and they started just buying everybody and throwing <laughs> it in, much like they did with Manchester City. Yeah. No, but I got no problem. Like it just it was one of those things. Or I don't know. It, it's a results based business. Obviously, they're they're doing poor, but now your focus is uh trying to get into the top four again this year and you're still in the Champions League. So uh see if there's a trophy in your in your horizon. Yeah, you'll just have to that will just have to be it for honestly for Chelsea. To, yeah. You know, yeah, to be fair, there's a lot of guys there who've underperformed though. Like it's not just you know, like I you look at Timo Warner. Yeah. No, I don't think he knows. In terms of what he came in, there there is an adjustment period. So I think there's always a grace period you have to give European, like other foreign players. He just, but he just, he started red hot. That's the problem. He started red hot. And he fizzled. And then he fizzled, he fizzled out. That boy, I, that, that boy was playing so well that when he wasn't playing well, that everyone thought he just had forgotten how to play the game. (laughs) That's how, that's how stark of a difference. His his whatever this slump is looks compared to when he started. So I do see him as a talent, but I think as as well, maybe a part of it is like he may have been overestimated in, in terms of his um his his ability to play or his skill his skill level. I don't know. Like how would you? I think that's definitely a. a There's just adjustments because it's it's like anything. You come in, you're the the new uh, the new kid on the block. Yeah, you have instant success, and then people are like, okay, they figure out how you play and they adjust accordingly, and now you're trying to adjust. So the great players, what they do is, if you shut them down, you know, one avenue they create another lane. So it's a matter of Timo Warner just doing that and being able to use his, you know, using his teammates, whatever it may be, to create more chances for himself. You know, mm-hmm. kind of give him that space. We'll see, but yeah, you know, it's early. You can never, uh, you know, like you said, good start. He's no Aubameyang, in my opinion, but, you know, he's no. all right. Timo no. all right. Timo's okay. Timo, thank you. I appreciate that. There's no Aubameyang. Well, hey, he was a Dortmund guy. So, yeah. Yeah, I got some of love. For, and, instantly and came in, threw a hat, you know, had a hat trick, and I think he had six goals in his first, like, two matches with uh, with, with Dortmund. Dortmund? Yeah. Like, Aubameyang. In, wow. Aubameyang was lightning. Like, wow. And the thing was, he was, like, okay everywhere else, but when he, as soon as he went to Dortmund, just something clicked, and he just, he just started scoring out. goals. Man, and he hasn't. And let me tell you what—he has not stopped since. <laughs> nope. <laughs> this kid—he he, he he deserves is, the high page, high wages he earned. For there. sure, the gift that, 
the the gift that keeps on giving, you know. Even when I think he's done, he just pulls me back in. What I just a guy. think I just think that you know he's wasting his talents right now. On I'm I'm just saying on right now, on a club that what are you talking about? Desperate need. What are you talking team. about? Come on, table team. You know what? Yeah. Okay. First of all, you become the new Totten. Okay. I'm <laughs> appalled. I'm appalled. I'm a. You take that. First of all, Moses, I'll have you know that Aubameyang came here to be transformative and to leave a legacy. He took on the number fourteen specifically for that reason. All right. I understand that our our boardroom has had issues. And because of that, we decided to hire the wrong coaches, right? Well, we, that and the fact that you kind of held on to the purse strings a little too tight. Because you're like, oh, we got to pay off. We got to pay off our stadium. We got to pay off the data. And then you did. And you still were like, no, nah, we're good. <laughs> Listen, apparently, apparently we might still be making payments on it. So apparently it may have just been principal debt that we paid off. You might as well just been sticking in high at this point. <laughs> I honestly think so. I was like, man, I don't even know why we built this thing. If it's because if it's because everybody needs that giant ass stadium because you need to pull in more people with more money. That's why yeah. everybody talks about it. I agree. I know, yeah, and that's what they're. I remember years ago when they were talking about that Liverpool when they were talking about Anfield and Goodison mm-hmm. Park and actually having one stadium for both clubs because oh, wow. they couldn't afford it on their own. Wow! 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 wow. <laughs> that was years ago. And yeah, I think before before died. the yeah, pe- yeah. No, we're not, we're not doing that. Yeah, actual murder. Everton, there are people yeah, on both sides that just died inside when they heard we have to share a stadium with the opposition. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Emotionally and physically, people. Who died. are we? We are yeah. not. We are yeah. not. Well, no, Inter Milan's no. changing their name. Oh, we're, really? We were talking about that. Yeah. No, Inter Milan are actually going to change their name. Yeah, Inter Milan's uh, going to change their logo and name. They're going to be known as something else, uh, just to be more inclusive to this um, to the the team. And their their logo is just going to be, you know, stupid like Juventus, just an I and an M. Uh, 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 or <laughs> yeah, it's just an I and an M. It's just very simplistic. Very and simple. Known, yeah, they're going to be known as uh, Inter Milano. Inter no Milano. Inter, yeah, not no longer known as uh, Internazionale. They'll be referred to as Inter Milano. And then what's the what's the difference, really? Internazionale Milano. But I yeah, I'm just trying to understand why they made the what's the change? What would the change do? Because what does what does Internazionale Milano mean? Internazionale, yeah, yeah. Does it not just mean international? The international Milan club. Ah, okay. You know what? Yeah, I'm confused because then AC is just Atletico Club. This is just an athletic club, right? For AC Milan. AC Milan, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, but both clubs do the same thing where they have more than just soccer. They do basketball as well. Yeah, because they're yeah because they're known as like Internazionale or Inter. Yeah, now that'll be Inter Milano. Okay, because they you want to what? incorporate the city of Milan. Oh, okay, okay, Milano. Milano. Uh, okay, okay. They want to show they're they're like I'm. We're more Milano than AC is. Yeah. So they're changing their logo, kind of like Juventus. Just the, you know, like the I and the M in the crest right now. For sure. Uh, that's just gonna be just that. That's just gonna stand out. No FC, just the I and the M. Uh, and you're like, all right, cool beans. Uh, whatever. Uh, I don't care. 
Not they, honestly, like, you know, yeah, yes, yeah. we get it. You're going to, you're, you're probably going to win the league. We get it. <laughs> that you just want to switch things up and make it look sprucey now that you're doing that. I will say this. I am actually very happy despite like, cause I love Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And yes. I have no skin in the game, whether it's uh, AO Milan or Inter, but I just love the fact that you have both of them now competitive and back at it. And both are going to be in the champions league. If all goes well, and I, for me, I am absolutely thrilled over the moon to see that for many reasons. One, Juventus has won too many damn uh, Scudettos in a row. So, you know, it's nice to More see a competition. couple of change. 100%. They've kind of run away with it. Um, you know, you've had Napoli come in pretty close yeah. and all that yeah. stuff. And yeah. kudos to my, the team and that Atalanta. I actually support um, wholeheartedly mm-hmm. is Roma. So to see mm-hmm. Roma doing well and Roma in the Champions League spot right now, the fourth uh, spot. Uh, one crazy. Ahead of Atalanta yeah. uh, and, uh, and Lazio, the, the bitter rivals. Yeah, I think that's awesome. So for me, I, I, I look at some of the teams and I look at everything else. And I'm like, damn, I'm just happy to see that, like the inter clubs. Because when I remember yeah. watching, they were dominant, right? You Like Inter and AC, they were, they were, they were so part big. of that. Oh, 100%. Like they were just you're ferocious on the European yeah. circuit when it came to the champions. It, it was, you see them now. Yeah. They've kind of been former shells of themselves up until recently. So it's good yeah, to see. They're back. And, yeah. yeah. And um, Inter Milan's got a four-point advantage uh, going forward right now. So, yeah, they would, they're yeah, going to be. I, I I agree. I appreciate it as well. And I mean, it was definitely one of those things that, uh, you know, you kind of were always afraid to go to the San Siro or to go, you know, you going to Juventus or something like that. Like, or playing in Rome, like it, it was never easy to play in Italy, um, in Europe, right? So it was kind of those things you always feared whenever you the round of 16 was being drawn out or whatever the, uh, yeah, the round of 16. And it would just show, you know, the matchups. And if you got an AC or an Inter, you were sweating because they are, they are nothing to play with, right? Uh, obviously, you know, Moses, I think, we also have to acknowledge the fact that these guys also put themselves in this stuff, this situation. You know, like scandal off the scandal off the scandal off the scandal off the scandal. Uh, getting you, getting them duck points. You know, issues with transfers, money, all this stuff has led to obviously a decline prior to this in their quality because of course they had to oh. sell people off. And, uh, was it Berlusconi? Yeah, Berlusconi. You gotta love the guy. Gotta oh, love shady the guy. AF. Shady. Holy and, uh, smokes. In, in everything. In everything. What is he? He was also the prime minister of Italy at one point. Yeah. And he was. Uh, yeah, he, he was might a, be again. Pretty, well, I think he committed. Uh, didn't he commit fraud? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But he's still cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got to love it, Italian politics. But yeah, so that's, you know, that's definitely going to well, be... Well, they're like, you know, if he goes to jail, then AC Milan's going to struggle. But Yeah. We can't let him go to prison, guys. <laughs> yeah, didn't he? All, he had caught on like sex scandal, too. Yeah, yeah. No, he's... Like, the dude is just like... He's, a, he's crazy. He's a wild boy. That's a wild boy. <laughs> he's putting it mildly. Just like some of this, not like his rap sheet. You're like, oh, my God. He's uh, he's Tef- Teflon Don, the real, the original Teflon Don, man. He's or the re- reincarnation. Tef- yeah, Teflon Silvio. Te- Teflon Silvio. There you go, Teflon Silvio. Yeah, you gotta you gotta respect it, even though it's it's 
horrible and you would hope that they finally figure that guy out but i agree i don't want the team to suffer though so maybe if they can figure that out first before they throw him away or if they even decide they're going to that'd probably be um pretty handy you know you don't want to be attached at the hip to the guy like this uh, you know but maybe they like it maybe they like it you know italians are a different breed of people And uh, maybe this is uh, what gets them up in the morning. You know what, Moses? We cannot hate on that. If Berlusconi is their guy, you know, so be it. And so it shall be. Uh, and I think that about wraps it up for this week's episode. Episode 33, Beyond the Bleachers. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening in. Um, Moses, it was great listening and talking with you today. Uh, getting a lot of those um, events out of the way you know um we do have obviously jam-packed episodes coming in we're going to be trying to get a few more people um to do some uh, interviews as well uh, excited for that as times are going i'm furiously sending out messages you know trying to talk to people of influence management teams are denying me that's okay <laughs> you won't close mouths don't get fed And, uh, oh my gosh, I just, so, you know, from this, I'm, you know, if everyone wants to know, I sitting on this, I'm, uh, in my room here and then there's a little balcony and a carrier pigeon, it looks like a carrier pigeon has just left a note right there. Okay. Uh, well, give me a second. Not. Huh? No, no, no. I well, should go and grab it. Should go. Give me a second. Oh, wow. Uh, it left the, it's got a little note here. Um, let me just unroll. It says, Paul Pierce. Ain't shit? What? That's, that's strange. That's a carry. And that came just now. You know, very, very obedient carrier pigeon. Didn't look like it had any fleas or any plague. So. I think I should be fine. Don't worry. Did about that carrier it. pigeon come from Los Angeles? Huh? <laughs> I didn't Just check. Kidding. I didn't check the. I didn't check the sender. You know, I. Uh, I. You know, I'm not privy to um, the fly patterns of carrier pigeons myself, Moses. But I would imagine it's probably from a West Coast carrier pigeon. Yeah, maybe from Compton or something. You know, Oakland, Inglewood. Who knows? In that area, probably. And you know what? I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that. Again, I was just picking up a message in, on a carrier pigeon. That's it. It's an interesting way to communicate. You, you surprisingly have these messages come into you regularly. So, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm starting to think that this is just no longer a coincidence. What is going on? What are you talking about, Willis? Uh, this is con completely coincidental. This is the times that we live in, Moses. You know, one day there's a beached whale. The next day you get a message from a carrier pigeon saying that Paul Pierce ain't shit. You know, these things are all random. Nature just happens. You know, you cannot dictate it. It's the beauty of it. You should, you know. I was literally watching a documentary on that. Um, De Sir David Attenborough would do a good job of explaining. You know, it's just the randomness of nature. You know, and uh, if, you find it, if you find a message in a bottle and it also says Paul Pierce ain't shit, then that's, you know, that's just the randomness of nature as well. But again, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for tuning in, Moses. I hope uh, 
you have a good one. You know, don't take the messages too, too seriously. Don't take them to heart, man. You know, it's, it's again, not a personal attack at you, right? You know that, right? This, this is just mother nature taking its course, right? This is, these are random acts. There's no one you can be put to, to blame with. It's just, uh, it's just something natural, you know? And maybe if some people kept their mouths shut when they were playing for the book of Nets, Maybe things like this wouldn't happen. But, you know, we all make mistakes. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we look forward to seeing you next week. Uh, Thanks so much for tuning in. Bye. This podcast is a Crab House production.